Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. This podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday normal rhythms of life. And this segment of the podcast we call Theology for Everyone, where we are slowly but surely working through the Westminster Confession of Faith. And today with me on the podcast is my assistant, Kevin Noor. Hey, guys. And our deacon of Sacred City Youth, Alex Tate. How's it going? And we are in chapter 14 on saving faith. So we have been working through kind of the what we call the golden chain of salvation that began in the plan of God and predestination and um, went through effectual calling and went through um, justification and sanctification. And now we are on saving faith. What part does faith play in our salvation? Okay, where does it come in? What part does it play? Mm-hmm. Let me uh, read this for us first, and then we'll go back through and uh, break it down. Mm -hmm. Actually, Kevin, why don't you read it? I'm going to have you read it. The grace of faith whereby the elect are enabled to believe to the saving of their souls is the work of the Spirit of Christ in their hearts and is ordinarily wrought by the ministry of the Word, by which also, by the administration of the sacraments and prayer, it is increased and strengthened. Okay. Well, they knew, the Westminster Divine knew exactly what they were doing and what they were fighting against when they crafted this statement. When we come to talk about faith, how should we talk about faith? Well, this is what they say. The grace of faith. Now, faith is, listen whereby the elect are enabled to believe to the saving of their souls. Let's go to some scriptures there. What do we got? We got Hebrews 10, 39. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Okay, so no one is saved without faith, right? Mm -hmm. Faith is a key instrument in our salvation. Uh, John 3.16, what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Yeah. Oh, like that whoever should <laughs> believe, believe would not say. perish, mm-hmm. but have everlasting life, right? Whoever would believe. So faith is that. Faith is that instrument. Faith is believing. Faith is putting your trust in Christ. Mm. But here is the question. Where does that faith come from? Well, Westminster wanted us to know right away, along with the Apostle Paul, that faith is a grace, or faith comes from grace, or grace precedes faith. Yeah. Okay? So, Ephesians 2.8, do we have Ephesians 2.8 pulled up? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's pull that. Let's read that one real quick. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. And verse, okay. Yeah. So right there. Say, read it one more time. By, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Okay. 
it is the gift of God. What is the gift of God? Faith. Faith is a gift of grace. God gives us faith to believe. Yeah. So what God requires of us to be saved, faith, he gives to us. Mm -hmm. So God first gives what he requires, yeah. right? That's amazing. Um, it's like, I feel like it's like me giving my kids money to go buy me Father's Day presents, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> but I think too is like, I mean, you can't earn it. You can't, there's not stuff that you can do to like, okay, I reached this point. Now I'm, I, I'm saved. Now I, I get grace. Like, no, like it's a gift from God mm -hmm. for us to receive. Now, and this is very controversial. I think it is clearly biblical. This is the difference between what we call reformed understandings of salvation and uh, Arminian understanding of salvation or Pelagian understanding of humanity mm -hmm. that believes, even semi-Pelagians, that believe that, that we're not all fallen, we're not all um, bent in our sin, that there's some little speck of divinity left inside of us that is unstained by sin and can somehow muster up faith mm. to believe in the gospel, to believe in Jesus. Um, St. Augustine railed against this. There's been a lot of different controversies throughout history that have condemned this. Um, it's still prevalent in a lot of charismatic churches and a lot of non-denominational churches, even in quote unquote, free will Baptist churches and, um, Pentecostal churches and, um, um, Methodist churches mm. that this, and it just seeps in to a lot of different churches. Honestly, there's this idea that you need to believe you need to do this and it's on your own. Yeah. And, and, you know, you take, you take them back to Ephesians. It's like, okay, you're counseling a dead man. Yeah. Mm. If we're dead in our trespasses and sins, how can a dead man believe? Yeah. Right? We need the grace of God to awaken us yeah. and give us grace before we can believe. Yeah. He needs to give us the faith so that we can use that faith and believe in Jesus Christ. So what are some of the dangers of falling into that mindset? Like you said, it's really common in churches, a lot of... I'd say historic denominations. What's the, the danger of falling in line with that way of thinking? Well, first off, it's just man-centered thinking and mm. it screws up everything. Yeah. With your own salvation, it creates pride in you because you think that, oh, you, you just chose to believe. So mm. maybe you studied this book or you studied the Bible or you read the Bible or you just became a really good person and then you just, duh, it just makes sense. So I, I believe in Jesus. And so it can create the sense of pride in your own heart that mm. you look down on people. They're just idiots. Why don't they just read this book or why don't they just read the Bible? Or why don't they, they're just, more, and you just start looking down on people. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But it, it also damages your understanding of mission and your understanding of evangelism. Because if you think that you chose, like rationally or whatever, to believe in Jesus, you start believing that you can convince someone rationally mm. or relationally to believe in Jesus. So 
this is a, a situation that's been coming up a lot recently. People are afraid to do something the Bible tells them to do because they think they're going to offend their friend and then their friend is going to walk away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You, you can't convince your person, your friend to believe in Jesus through your friendship and your relationship. The only way they come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is if the spirit of God comes in them and gives them faith. Mm. Now that does often happen in relationship with people, but it, it, we should never disobey God mm-hmm. or sin against our conscience in order to keep a relationship open with the sinner because we hope someday that they might be saved. Yeah. Like we can't protect people from the truth. Right. Right. The truth is what God uses to, to save people. Mm-hmm. Like, truth is offensive sometimes. And it absolutely yeah. is offensive sometimes. So what do you guys think? Any other thoughts here? I say, so if one, if we don't believe that faith is a gift, um, one, I'm, tr- I'm tempted to, to trust in my own intellect, my own strength, my own power to save myself. And then secondly, I think that, you know, I can therefore use my intellect or my relationships or whatever to actually save another person. Yeah, and I'd add the third when that fails, when you can't muscle yourself to overcome pornography or love your wife well or participate in MC life, that's going to crush you. And it's going to, I would argue that it'll, it'll shake what you thought was your faith at least because you're like, why can't I do this? And the truth is because you can't do this yeah. Yeah. because you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, so remember... The Christian's number one job is to be faithful to the word of God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not to manufacture people's salvation. Mm. And we can literally think like, okay, I know exactly what my friend needs. My friend needs me to come in and me to be friends with them and me to be there, welcome them and comfort them and meet their needs and show them what Christian community looks like and acceptance looks like and all this stuff. And my friend just needs me to keep all the truths of the Bible away from them until they're ready for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell them anything about sin. I'm not going to tell them anything about, you know, whatever, you know, anything like that. Well, that is you man, trying to manufacture another person's salvation. It's them trying to be God, right? It's you trying to be God. And it's going to, and you're going to fail at it mm-hmm. and it's going to crush you. Well, and if you believe the actual gospel, then you're effectively trying to trick them into the kingdom. Absolutely. Because then they, if they make a profession, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, let's talk about sin. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. That wasn't, we didn't, where'd this come from? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think. It can go wrong in a lot of different ways. And, and one of the greatest, the greatest thing it does is it just causes you to depreciate mm. the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Depreciate that you are worse than you thought possible and yet more loved than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Like he loved a spiritually dead, helpless yeah. person. Mm. And good. he brought you back to life and gave you faith. And then you believed right mm-hmm. so okay so the grace of faith right away we see it it's a gift of grace whereby the elect so we've already talked about the election we've already talked about predestination are enabled to believe to the saving of their soul so belief is still necessary it's just that God gives us mm-hmm. what, what we need so Augustine said Wow, what did he say? Something like, 
give me what you require of me. Mm. So Lord, give me what you require of me. And that's how God works. God requires obedience. God requires holiness. God requires righteousness. God requires faith, but he gives us what he demands of us. Okay. He doesn't ask us to manufacture something within our souls Mm. that we don't possess. Mm. Right. If we are unrighteous, how could we could ever manufacture in our souls right belief? Everything we would do would be wrong belief because we're crooked inside, right? Mm. We have a crooked machine that can only put out crookedness. Yeah. So he has to come in and do something specifically to straighten up that machine and to give us what we, what we need. What we need. Yeah. And that's mm. faith, okay? That's so the grace of faith, whereby the elect are enabled to believe to the saving of their souls is the work of the spirit of Christ in their hearts. So the Holy Spirit comes in and gives us faith to believe. Yeah. That's that's what the Holy Spirit does. So I know we're we're on mission and we want to see our friends and family come to faith and they're on all kind of different spectrums of their journey. Some are homosexual, some are uh, atheists, some are polytheists, some are secularists. Listen, Though we do need to study the scriptures and understand philosophically the Christian worldview and understand apologetics and the best way to try to package the gospel and share the gospel with them, we must be praying for the spirit of Christ to come in their hearts Mm. and regenerate them and give them the gift of faith. That's what we should be praying for. Pray that the spirit does that work Mm -hmm. so that when you share some truth of scripture with them, that that the, the word of God... Uh, is planted in that heart and it comes to fruition. It yeah, brings yeah, forth fruit. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so the Spirit does this. Now listen. So that's the supernatural work of God, okay? When the Spirit comes in and gives us faith. And that is ordinarily wrought by the ministry of the Word. So the typical way this happens isn't just somebody walking down the street and the Holy Spirit moves into their heart and just boom, they're, they went from death to life. Mm. Not like tag. It's not like that. <laughs> okay. Now, now sometimes it's happened where where I've heard of Muslims, you know, in closed countries having dreams, seeing the resurrected Jesus. Yep. Happened to Saul that way, right? He sees the resurrected Jesus. Boom, he's given the gift of faith right there. Yeah. Okay. That can't happen. That's not ordinary. The ordinary way the Spirit of God gives a person faith is through the preaching or the proclamation of the word. Mm-hmm. Either a friend sharing the word with someone or a friend inviting someone to church and they hear the declared word or they're invited to missional community and they hear the declared word yeah. or they see the visible community and the fruit of that visible, visible community and the Holy Spirit in the midst of that community gives them the gift of faith to believe it. Yeah. Okay? Which also... Oh, let's, we got a text for that? Yeah, Romans 10, 14, and 17. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And verse 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Boom. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Right? That's our missionary endeavor, part of our missionary endeavor. To see, we want to see people saved Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. <clears throat> by which also, and by the administration of the sacraments, 
and prayer, it is increased and strengthened. Mm. Text? Yeah, Romans 4.11. Um, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believed without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. And then, um, I think you have one to eight too. First Peter 2, 2. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Okay, so we have, this, we have the word that Alex just talked about, and we have the sacraments that Kevin talked about. Um, Old Testament, that sign and seal of the covenant was circumcision. Yeah. New Testament, that sign and seal of the covenant is baptism and the Lord's Supper. Okay, both of these testify, uh, and they're, they're, they increase faith and strengthen our faith. Mm. That's why we do them often, and prayer too. They mentioned they mentioned prayer in there as well. Um, that it strengthens our faith, you know. And I could even say singing, singing. I, I would. I mean, Westminster doesn't have it in there, but I just preached on it. So I think singing is another one that. Yeah that strengthens our faith. Yep. You know, when we, when we come together and we, again, we're declaring the word, we're singing the word and it, it brings faith to us. Yeah. So this is why we encourage people. One of the reasons we encourage people to come on Sunday, yeah. the, the Lord's supper. I know it doesn't feel like anything is magical is happening, but the spirit of God uses the ordinary means of grace to strengthen our faith. And you might not even realize what's going on, but every single week you're being welcomed in by a holy God. Yeah. You're being welcomed in by your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're being forgiven of your sins. You are confessing your sins and being absolved of them. You are professing your faith and saying every week, I believe this to be true. Even though I failed and I forgot it during the week, I believe this to be true. I believe this to be true. Yeah. And then you're hearing the word of God and, mm. and the spirit of God is doing something in your heart week in, week out, giving you faith. And then you get to come to the Lord's table and you get to receive nourishment for your souls from him, where your faith can be nourished and your faith can be strengthened, mm -hmm. right? And then you, you're being sent out by God to go out. Now you've been, <laughs> you've been brought in, you've been reminded that you're his child, you've been forgiven of your sins, yeah. you've been strengthened in your faith. Your faith has been nourished and now you're sent back out to go do work, mm -hmm. to go be on mission. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I mean, Christians cannot be fruitful without going to church mm. consistently. You just can't. Yeah. You're not. You're, you're capitulating to the culture. You're giving in. You're not standing strong. You're not walking in faith. If you're not coming to the gathering consistently, then you're not being effective mm. for, the, for the sake of the gospel. Uh, and you've probably bought into a false gospel that you, th you think maybe, well, I'm going to heaven, so that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, and, and salvation is about far more than just mm -hmm. going to heaven. Yeah. It's, by, it's about walking by faith. In community, I mean, I just feel like there's just times where, I mean, coming to service, going to missional communities, like you're down, you had a, we a rough week. And a brother and our sister in Christ, you know, is being able to, you know, step in and, and, and to talk to you and, and to love you well throughout those situations. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, we just can't neglect that at all. Mm 
Yeah. It's interesting here. It says faith can be increased. Mm. Faith is meant to grow. Right? Our trust in our Savior is meant to deepen and expand. Mm. Right? As we come to see him faithful. As we see him faithful in maybe one aspect of our life, we grow to trust him in other aspects of our life. And we, 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 we talk about at Sacred City that one of our desires is to submit all of our life to the Lordship of Jesus. Yeah. When we come to Jesus at first, maybe we only give him one aspect of our life right? Maybe it's just our quote unquote, we think it's a spiritual thing. We want to go to heaven when we die. So we just give him that, Mm -hmm. but we don't give him our money. We don't give him our family life. We don't give him our sexual life. We don't give him our business, our economic life, our, we don't give him these things. And as you come to the service, the gathering week in and week out, as you come to mission of community, as you read your Bible, daily over the course of your life, you learn that you can trust him in all things and your faith grows and expands. Yeah. Your knowledge of the scriptures grow and expands, right? So an important question, is that our work growing our faith or is that all God's work growing our faith? Whoo, sheesh. All right, so that's a big <laughs> <Sorry>. question. <laughs> uh, so... Yes, and yes is my answer. Um, both and, so yeah, we're 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 called to be fruitful, right? Mm-hmm. We're called to obey God in all things, mm-hmm. right? And so that's our work, yeah. right? We have to obey. We have to follow. We have to think. We have to take every thought captive. We have to repent, and yet also. We wouldn't be doing any of that if God hadn't first worked in us. Mm-hmm. And it's not just he, he started it at the beginning, but he's also consistently doing that work in us through the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? And the new man that he's um, created in us, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. So, and, you know, and the seed of the gospel itself is growing in us. Yeah. Seed of the gospel exp- is taking, you know, he's taking more. Think about Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you, and now he's taking more ground. Yeah, like you have, you had tried to keep him like away from those like rooms in your house that were like dirt, dark and dirty and disheveled, but he's busting down the doors and going into the yeah. basement, and he's like, "Yep, this is my room too. I'm here to do work." Yep. Yeah. You know, and we have we do have to like quote unquote let him in. You know, you stay home. You stay home for missional community. Yeah. You're, you're quote unquote, you're resisting the spirit. The Bible tells us we can quench the spirit. Mm -hmm. You're quenching the spirit. You're resisting the spirit in that way. You're resisting the Lord. And I think you said in one of your sermons that just stuck with me is just like, he loves us so much that he won't let us stay where we are. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was just good news. And it's sometimes you think like, oh, you're at your peak when it's like, oh no, there's more. Oh yeah. There's more for all of us. There's more for all of us. We're going to. We're in for something amazing if we, uh, if we stick with it and we trust him and we obey him and we keep turning away from godless philosophies and more towards the scriptures. Um, Lewis said he's going to make us into dazzling creatures mm-hmm. that if we could see them now, what we're going to be in the future, we would be tempted to worship ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
but he's in, we're in for the, the renewal and the restoration that, that's above and ab- or beyond and above anything we could ever ask or imagine. Like it's going to be that outstanding, right? <clears throat> so, so that is where faith comes from, comes from God. Let's pray that God would do that work in our neighbors. Let's pray that God would do that work in our family members. Let's pray that God would do that work in our friends and coworkers. And um, let's love our neighbors by declaring the words of Christ to them, by inviting them into community where they can hear the words of Christ. And let's push away from Pelagian concepts of evangelism that thinks we have the right arguments or the right strategies or the right relational, you know, strategy to win someone to Christ. Mm. Right? Let's let Jesus do that and let the Holy Spirit do that. And let's just be faithful to to God and faithful to his word. Mm. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, if you've got any questions on Saving Faith, send me an email at justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. Hopefully this has been a blessing to you. We really do love you. We are putting these podcasts out twice a week just to help you grow in your faith. We want to see you grow in your faith. And so hopefully um, this is helping you. And if it is, send us an email. Let us know. Encouraging things too. Just let us know what you're thinking. If you're enjoying the podcast, rate us on iTunes and Spotify. We're on Spotify now. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you later.